Okay, welcome to the latest episode of Leverage. I have Ellie Planka with me of Ellie Electric. Hello. Um, not only is he an excellent electrician, but he's a lovely human being. And um, and I I will say that I don't come on here and um, endorse people as my guests, but I will tell you that if you do need a good and honest electrician, I have the best on today. So thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, really appreciate being here. Absolutely. So um, as I was telling you, the idea of having you on was really spurred by the reaction that people had to my latest um, podcast um, on home inspections that really seemed to trigger people. <laughs> um, it was it was quite interesting uh, to see how um, upset people got about the idea of home inspections. I'm actually really curious because I do want to ask you. It wasn't one of the questions I floated by you, but I am very interested to know what you think about home inspectors and home inspections in general. Um, but I wanted to kind of look at how we could break down all of the things that I see my clients ask me about and look at and get concerned about when we go walk through houses. So all my buyers, I don't really want to talk about condos today. I think they're their own beast. I think that could be another uh, show. But, you know, when walking into a house, there are so many homes in downtown Toronto um, that, I mean, I, I feel like I've seen it all. Like, yeah. you know, you'd be shocked where you will find outlets, you know, where you will find, I think the best, this is not even um, electrical, but I remember seeing a vent in a shower. Nowhere to lie. I And it, in the shower on the wall was a vent. <laughs> so when you had a shower, the water went in the vent. <laughs> um, so I will open up with my first question, which was, what is the greatest D... DIY project that you that clearly was not done by a licensed electrician that you just shook your head at. So I wouldn't say it's a project that I did. It goes back to also your first question, which you didn't mention to me beforehand, was home inspectors. Yes, yes. Um, I have a friend that purchased a house. Okay. Had a home inspection. Was when times were rough. Where if you know you wanted the house, whether you got a home inspection or not, you just had to yep. you know throw down money and purchase the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had asked me to come in. They did some renovations in the kitchen as well as the basement. And we started running wires and we started opening up some walls. And every time we opened up a hole to run a wire, we found buried connections. Uh-huh. Now, this was a fellow who owned this house, right. who was an older fellow who had a little bit of knowledge in the electrical and started doing his own work and <laughs> kept on doing his own work. And I felt bad for my friend as a new home buyer right that every time we needed to change something or something stopped working we'd start opening up boxes and finding wires just not hooked up in the right order or okay. the correct way okay um so that was probably my worst case and it was um, everywhere like it was i mean he had, you know a couple months later his kitchen had flooded and we had to he had to demo his kitchen and open up the floor we found even more so it just it keeps going I told him we have to stop opening up walls because it's just <laughs> his whole house. He'd have to tear that, down and rebuild. That's the solution. Just stop opening exactly. up walls. Exactly. You yeah. know, don't open the can of worms. Right. Um, you know, I've I've uh, seen in a shower a closet, like a little access panel with a electrical panel inside behind the tile. And it's on like hinges. <laughs> oh so that's God. that probably would have been the worst uh, of, you know, some someone did a DIY bathroom 
in front of a panel and just like, hey, let's just put it behind. And that's that was the most dangerous uh, scene thing I've ever seen uh, oh in uh, on, on the job uh, in, in 10 years or so. It's really amazing. I don't know what goes through people's heads. Like I have a, I have a handy guy that um, will do everything, but he won't touch electrical. Yeah. Right? Like there's a lot that, you know, just not interested in yeah. doing anything wrong. A lot of people will or... do plumbing, do drywall, framing, everything, but electrical, uh, they won't touch. I mean, I, I always tell people, hey, it doesn't hurt to try. As a homeowner or a licensed electrical contractor, you're allowed to do your own electrical work. Uh, as long as it's inspected by the ESA, which is the governing body of us, right. you know, just know when to call it quits. You know, I have people call me all the time, they hang light fixtures. You don't need to be licensed to hang a light fixture. For the most part, white to white, black to black. Yeah. And, you know, bare, <laughs> bare ground to green. If my husband's listening. Yeah. Do not. If it doesn't do work, not, then don't. call me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> call Ellie. But, yeah. uh, but it doesn't hurt to try. You're right. You know, right, having right. someone come in who's, you know, this, this could get some backlash on me, who's, you know, your handyman. And he's going to redo your whole kitchen and include electrical. That's where things start to, you know, sway a little bit. Yeah. And, and I have um, very dear uh, friends, clients who, um, you know, built their own cottage and they had their boys help them. Um, boys, men, you know, and they, and they all did it. And the one thing that they didn't do was electrical yeah. and the plumbing. Right. Like, I think that there's that element of, you know, you can be really handy. And I walk into those houses all the time where you're like, someone's uncle did this. Yeah. <laughs> someone's uncle has a lot of spare time on his hands yeah. did this. Um, but no, when, you know, you shouldn't be touching things. Yeah. I mean, that... uh, as I was telling you before, there's the F word in our industry and it's not a curse word. The F word for us is fire, right. which is the worst thing that can happen. And for the most part, just call the fire department because at that point we can't really help. We can come after and fix it. Right. But to date, I've only had three, and again, that's nine and a half, ten years in the trade, where I've opened up an outlet that was, you know, I think one of them was outside, and it, it flamed up in front of me. So it's it is scary. What there would are cause dangers. That? It's it was a really old outlet, you know, on a home downtown, right? Uh, and it just hadn't been used, and it was corroded on the inside, and connections got loose, right? Uh, and instead wow. of the breaker tripping, because it was as well an old panel, right. it just kept providing power, and it just flamed up in front of me as I was working on it. So going back to the conversation um, about your friend who bought the house, you know, I, I would say like the first time home buyers are, you know, usually the most nervous, obviously, for yeah. obvious reasons. And, um, you know, the first thing we always do is, you know, you go down to the electrical panel and you want to see whether it's a fuse box or not. And, and, and we'll get to, you know, as I said, uh, I call it like the electrician's version of Kitech plumbing, but like the uh, knob and two, but other than something like that, what would you say, you know, your advice would be to, to home buyers? They're out there, they're looking, they're, they're walking into a house, you know, we know we can't open up the walls. Yeah. What are we looking for? I mean, a home inspector is a great idea. I don't, I don't say that they're not needed. They are. Yeah. Uh, they kind of, from my experience with them are, they go through every inch and nook in a house and right. try and find everything that there is to find in right. order to provide as much information as they can to right. a new home buyer. That being said, it's broken down into categories and, you know, trades. Um, for me, you know, I believe you've sent me some. I have other uh, real estate agents that as well. They send me the electrical portion of it and I go through it. And for the most part, it's standard. A breaker that's double tapped inside the panel, what they may not realize is that breaker is double tapped because of a doorbell transformer, which is allowed to be. 
um, as well as other things that are... Sorry, no let's let's back up. And do you want to explain to everybody what a double tap is? Double tap is when you have one breaker inside your panel. You have multiple breakers, but one of them has two wires uh, uh, terminated underneath the screw of the breaker. So each breaker is supposed to be terminated with one wire underneath, but there are very few exceptions to that. One is a transformer uh, that you can do that with from okay. the best of my knowledge that you're allowed to do that. Um, but what they don't know, or not that what they don't know, is that they'll come to you with the report and they'll say, you know, you, the kitchen counter plugs aren't GFI protected. But that's a grandfathered in rule where we used to run what we call split plugs, where each outlet on the each socket on the outlet is a dedicated circuit, okay. and it's within the meter of being next to a water source, right. which the code back then was sure. you're allowed to have that. Now, if you renovate your kitchen then you'd have to go and rerun, if you're going to be touching that, rerun a new line to that area. Right, and bathrooms also. And bathrooms right. also. But if it's right. already existing, you could add a GFI there, but then you lose a circuit. So it's kind of the grandfather rule of don't touch it, and you're okay. Interesting, interesting. So I mean, even I feel like, so you see that all the time. I mean, you see you see outlets in these houses that are not. Like the older houses, a yes. lot of them don't have it. Um and I would also say, um, from a standpoint of like double tap breakers, like I would say it's almost like 90% of every house that I go into, you like they- So double tap breakers, it's, it is common. It could be that the panel itself is too small to house right. what they've added to it. And they just didn't uh, want to spend the money to upgrade it. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the most part, if there is a plug next to a sink and I go in there and I'm working nearby or I'm working on that plug because there's an issue, I will change it to GFI if it's if it's a, if I'm able to. Right. Um, you know, in some of the older homes, the boxes aren't, uh, deep enough to house a GFI, so you just again you keep it as is. Right. Um, you could put a GFI by the panel if you can, you know, separate what's on that circuit, what's controlling what, and it allows for a GFI without it, you know, doing nuisance tripping. Is it um, is it standard or is there any kind of like law that it has to be labeled also? The like the actual breaker panel. The breaker panel. Yes, for a final inspection when you build the house, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be you know labeled as to, as to what each breaker is. Right. Uh, the cause... older the homes. Some, some Have final, nothing. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's always fun trying to find that. But I mean, even some, uh, homes that get past final, uh, depending on the electrician who's there, they right. could have a very good record because of their work right. and sometimes it's missed. Yeah. So it, it does happen, but yes, I mean, one of the rules are the codes in the code book is you have to label the panel right. so that you can know what to turn off if you have to in, you know, in, not yes. an emergency case, but yes. in any case. Uh, unlike my generation, we grew up with parents who were like down there, is it off? Yeah. Is it off? <laughs> yeah, yawn, off, yes. off, yeah, exactly. Screaming, one guy up top, one, one person below. And, and I think that it's it's great for people to understand that like a lot of these homes aren't gonna have this stuff, right? So older homes, yeah. if you're not buying a brand new build, if you're not buying a renovated house, these are very standard things. And I mean, what are the chances that a double tap would cause a fire? Like, is that- No, that, so it's not, it's not a hazard. It's more, uh, I mean, well, I wouldn't say it's not not a hazard. It could right. be. Right. It should, you know, as long as the connection is tight, it will last. Yeah. It's just one of those uh, rules or codes in the code book that's not supposed to be. Right. You know, and the code book is, is uh, written by insurance companies and lawyers, you know, again, to protect everybody. Right. Not by your governing body. I don't know if the ESA is involved. It could be, it's which is the Electrical Safety Authority, but it's all, I mean, it's insurance and lawyers that will be involved if God right. forbid something for sure. happens. Right, for sure. So kind of tying that all together, I actually had clients that bought a home, was older, um, did a home inspection. Yeah. Um, I want to tell you that they 
could see that there was knob and tube at one time, but there wasn't a lot. We confirmed everything was fine and they were renovating. They were buying it to like gut and they opened up the walls and it was all knob and tube. Yeah, I mean, their walls were probably also plaster and lath. They were. So it's very dusty. Yeah, um, all plaster. Yeah, knob and tube is, is an old wiring. Um, don't quote me on this, but I think you could actually use the same wiring as long as it's safe. Oh God, it's so to old today, though. Oh my but God. But we don't because yeah. knob and tube is all the junctions are made within the wall and they're taped with almost hockey tape. And the only wires you have inside your box are your black and your white. So there's right. also no ground. Right. So if anything were to ever overheat or crack inside your wall, you'd never be able to find it because you would never know where it is. Awesome. So today, when you run, let's say, 10 plugs, we call it, you know, daisy chain, you go from one plug to the next. Right. And all the connections are made within a junction box that's accessible okay. to you if you ever have an issue. So right. if you have an issue on plug three, you open up plug two. And you can you can follow the wire from from box to box. Is that why a lot of these older homes with the knob and tube really never like finish their basements? Like you literally can go into the basement, and you can just see the knob and tube everywhere. I don't know if that that's not a reason why not they would reason? finish basement. Okay. I mean, you can go subdevelop them up up north or wherever they're happening, and you right. can buy the house with a with a finished basement or not. Hmm. Um, because think about it, the second third floor, depending how many floors Fair. there are, there's going to be buried junctions up there. Fair. And why was it like, we don't have it now. So we don't have it now. It's the same reason we don't have aluminum wiring now. Right. You know, as we go on, we progress and we evolve into a better way, a safer way of running wires. So let's say you have a house, you find out it has knob and tube. What's the process? Process is you, I mean, the idea of rewiring is because your insurance won't actually give you insurance. Yeah. So that's a really important thing to know. And one of the, I mean, listen, whether you're having an electrician come in or you're having a home inspector come in. There are certain things that, you know, the insurance company will not give you insurance for. You'll have time. God forbid this happens to you. You buy it. Correct. You didn't know. The insurance company will give you a certain amount of time to correct it. You have to show that it was done by a licensed electrician. Um, and then they will give you your home inspection, but uh, your home insurance. But um, it's very costly. It is very costly. So it I is. own a home, let's say, and it's 2,000 square feet. And I find out I've got knob and tube. I'm going to call Ellie, come and tell me what is what happens next and how what much is it going to cost me? It really depends what you want to do with the house. Right. If all you're doing is rewiring it, I mean, at that point, we, we have to find routes to each plug, each switch, each right. light fixture right. uh, to run new wires. Uh, it's a lot of damage to the wall. Again, like I said before, plaster yeah. and lath. Once yeah. you start touching it, it starts crumbling. Oh, my God. Um Patching it is also a disaster for whoever comes has, in after. I love it, but like, oh my Soundproof. God, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So painting, putting walls, I think, anything. I yeah. think the last house I did was about three years ago and we got it to about 90% where the insurance was like, that's right. okay. Yeah. You know, we're not going to make you damage the house even more. It was like the far end and there was no way of really getting right. to it. Right. So they let it go. But it's, it's very tedious work. It's messy work very dusty work. Right. I mean, depending on the size of the house, you can be looking at, uh, you know, anywhere from 15 to $20,000 and up. It's, it's, it's a, it's a complete rewire. Yeah. Um, your appliances, if you've had larger appliances, wouldn't be run in knob and tube. Right. It's more general plugs, lights, and fixtures. And the whole electrical panel has to be replaced as well. The panel itself, um, if it was fuses, then yes, it's highly suggested because fuses, right. uh, you know, are, are old and uh, it's not as safe as uh, breakers. Right. Um, but yes, 
a lot of times people will change the panel out and still have knob and two because they've done a renovation. So there are still would be circuits going into the new panel that are knob and tube so, with the new wiring. I mean, and I get this asked a lot. You don't have to quote exact, but if a client needed a whole new panel, let's say it was just to upgrade a panel, right? So we're talking about double breakers. You've got a panel, you need to upgrade it now. I want to yeah. go from 100 to 200. Yeah. I'm putting in a hot tub, I'm whatever it is. Yeah. Um, what are people looking at now for an upgrade like that? Right. I mean, I would say the most uh, common reason why people are upgrading now is for uh, electric vehicle charging. Ah. Yes, on I saw you're doing a lot of that. Yeah, on yeah. 100 amp uh, services, it, there is something called a black box and as well as other products out there that you have to wrap around the main lugs coming in and it senses the draw coming in and it will, if your vehicle is plugged in at the same time mm -hmm. and you're overloading it using your appliances on the inside of the house, it right. will actually shut off the charger. Uh -huh. uh, but some people don't want to have that. They want the, you know, the peace of mind that it's just going to go and right. they, it'll, it'll charge right. so that they don't wake up in the morning and it's you know, not charged right. and they're able to go about their day. Um, generally speaking, to change from 100 amp to 200 amp with an overhead service coming in from hydro, right. you're looking anywhere between three and $4,000, uh, depending how far the run is from where your meter is to where your panel is. Right. Uh, you know, the cheapest I've ever done was 2,500. The most expensive was $6,000. But that's the meter was at the front of the house and the panel was all the way at the back for whatever reason. Right. When they built the house, that's just where it was. Okay, interesting. Um, and so you are doing a lot of electric vehicle, uh, I've, I had a company that was taking a step back on residential, uh, charging, okay. uh, it's a company called EV direct. Okay. They were doing, uh, primarily condo, uh, charging stations where right. they had a system that they can install 50 chargers and depending on how many cars were plugged in, it would equal out the charging for each car. So it wouldn't overload the system, but each car could have, uh, well, it could be charged at the same time, okay. but a less on a slower rate. Okay. Uh, they have now grown, uh, which is really nice to see. And they've also taken more of the residential side as well. Okay. But at the time um, I was, I to date, I've done about 70 something chargers. Oh my God. Yeah, in the last, I would say eight, nine months. Yeah, so it's quite, it's quite, I mean, it, more and more people are buying them and yeah, it's becoming yeah, yeah. more and more. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, it's wow. great. Um, and in regards to like, like new and cool stuff, what would you say is like the newest, like people are thinking about renovating or, you know, <laughs> I feel like I go into Home Depot and I'm like, oh my God, there's so many light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of light bulbs out there. I mean, obviously people buy new homes now or they're building new homes. What yeah. goes in is LED. Right. Uh, I've had one customer uh, since I've, started nine years ago, this was back working for another fellow who was adamant about using halogen bulbs because of the light they gave off. She was adamant about it. She was interior design. You can't argue it. She okay. wants it. She gets it. Sure, for sure. So, but for the most part, the LED industry has come very far that you can get multiple different colors on a bulb right. uh, from all the different ranges. Yeah. So, you know, that's really common. Um, it's a standard, uh, especially in new builds. I mean, people, when they renovate, they love floor heating. Um, yes. you know, in a, in a master bathroom, yeah. uh, in a kitchen sometimes or powder rooms. Think that. Yeah. Yeah. You would do uh, that as well. Yeah. That's really neat. It's surprising how many people don't do that though. I mean, when, uh, what's the pad cost? $500, $600? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then there's, there's some tiling that has to be done before. Well, the tiler has to do some prep work. Right. I mean, it can, right. depending on the size, it's, it's, it can run you close to $1,500 up and down. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, you know, I did a 1000 square foot kitchen. So that, that adds up. 
So they did heated floors in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I mean it's a tile. Tiles are always cold. I don't want to spend that much time in the kitchen. Yeah, tiles are cold. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you know, you but... even if you heat it just a little bit, it's nice. Doesn't have to be cold. It'd just be nice and crisp when you wait, when you walk on it. If you're walking barefoot, I don't know why I can't wrap my head around that. Why would I want my kitchen floor to be anyway? Anything like now? I'm thinking like, was there anything like really crazy? Someone's asked you to. Uh, I mean, it's endless. It's endless. <laughs> strip lighting is is very common in mill work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've done strip lighting on bars. I've done. You know, they've had stone slabs that it shines through. Yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, oh, like I said, cool. the EV charger. Yeah. There's, I mean, really, I tell my customers, you can have whatever you want. It just costs a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's what I say. When clients ask me, well, do you think that we could do this? And I'm like, you can do anything you want. Yeah. It just depends on how much money you want to spend. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. I feel like I learned quite a bit and I, at least I can kind of quote some new numbers now also. <laughs> I f you know what? Honestly, I don't know if this is, if you felt this, but before the pandemic, I had no problem telling clients, like they'd ask me how much, you know, a new floor would cost or, you know, to do some lighting or how much it, in, you know, to install a pot light, you know, that type of thing. Now I say nothing. I'm like, I don't know. I, I just won't because I'll say something and it'll be wrong. It's wrong because things have changed so much. Yeah, the price went up drastically at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so, has, for example, like how much is in one pot light installed? Like an LED? I know really, there's so it, many. But yeah, like, it really depends on a standard four inch. I mean, it, yeah. you can find people that do it for 60. You can find people that do it for 200. Yeah. Uh, I'm at the yeah. 125 range. Yeah. Uh, the more you get, the less it goes. Yeah, don't pay $60. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, $60 is more the... You know, you get the flat disc yeah. where it looks like a saucer yeah. on your ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's there's many different types out there. Um, yeah. But it, it did. Everything went up. Yes. Everything so went up. Worse. It's slightly come down, but, you know, they've realized that they can keep it up. So why not? Yeah. It doesn't go backwards. Yeah. Anyway, um, thank you. And Ellie, if anybody wants to reach out and get in touch with you, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on my cell phone, I guess. <laughs> my, my, no, my, my advertising is really word of mouth. Yes. Um, I don't true. have, I've, I've slowly started as you saw posting on WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, I don't really have social media yet. I don't no. have a website. It's really word of mouth. Cause when it's word of mouth, you're being referred by someone who's used me yes. and they know what they're getting and yes. otherwise they're in for a surprise. No. And you're busy enough. That's for sure. Thank you. Yes. We'll put your contact information in the show notes if anybody's Perfect. looking. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so very much. much. Oh, yeah. my pleasure. That's it.